Happy Monday, friends, and welcome to your weekly dose of multilingual motivation with the Future is Bilingual podcast. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Future is Bilingual podcast. Today is another multilingual motivation episode. I hope everyone is doing well. So this week I want to talk about social media. So this might be something that you are very into like me, or this might be something that you don't use that often or at all. So wherever you are on that spectrum, I hope that this episode will encourage you to engage a little bit more with social media and maybe engage more in your target language because that is our goal. I'm also coming from a place of zero judgment. You might have seen me say on social media that I use my phone too much, and that's my own judgment on myself, that I want to use my phone less and read more books and spend more time with my people. Um, But that's me judging myself. I'm not here to judge you or how much time you're spending on these platforms. So I just want to say that up front, that this is not to shame or make anybody feel bad. On the contrary, I want to encourage you to maybe use these platforms more and engage with them a little bit deeper than you might already be doing. So a lot of us might use social media uh, as a way to relax, as a way to kind of just scroll and do nothing and see some some pretty images. Uh, I use Instagram most, so it's image-based. And a lot of us also have a tendency, and I mean us as humans, have a tendency to stick to what's comfortable and not push ourselves out of our comfort zone. So in the case of language, we're probably sticking to our native language, the languages we speak best, and not pushing ourselves to do as much in our target language. So this episode, I want to talk about five ways that you can engage with your target language on social media. So like I already mentioned, I use Instagram the most. That is unfortunately like 40% of what I do on my phone total, which is kind of crazy. And I do suggest getting these apps that tell you about your phone usage. I think one is already usually built into the phone, but I use one called Stay Free and it also breaks things down. It it gives you nice data. So if you're into data and seeing what you're doing on your phone and patterns and tracking, things like that, I do suggest downloading something to see where you're spending your time. But We're not here to talk about all the apps and all the things. We're here to just focus on social media. So I personally am a big fan of Instagram. I use Facebook, but like very sporadically and not so much and mostly for groups. I have a Twitter and a Snapchat and a LinkedIn, but I do not use them at all. Uh, And there's others that I've never even had, like TikTok. So I am in my 30s. (laughs) Not that that's too old for TikTok. I have plenty of friends who have a TikTok account, but I just don't need anything else that's going to take my attention away from my real life that's happening. I already am pretty focused on the social media platforms that I use. So while I will try to be very broad and touch on other platforms, um, just know that that's where I'm coming from. And I don't really even know how things like TikTok work. So please take what I'm saying and fit it to the platform that you prefer the most. So since we're already on these platforms so much, if you're already a a user like I am, then you're already kind of halfway there. You've already done half the battle of being on the app. So if you're like me and you've maybe downloaded a whole bunch of language learning apps and then you never open them or you forget that you even have them. So we've kind of overcome that battle because you're already opening Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and whatnot on a daily basis probably. So there's half the battle. You're already showing up. 
Now we need to look at ways that we can specifically engage more with our target language on these apps. So I'm going to give you five steps. Step one is find your people. This is super important and it has to be step one because if you don't find the right people and you're trying to engage in content that's not interesting to you, you're going to quickly lose motivation, think that, oh, I just, I'm never going to learn this language because, you know, I'm not interested. I'm not engaging with these texts. So find the right people at the right level. So what does that mean? If you're a beginner, I would suggest finding accounts or groups that are for learners. So the content that they post is going to be very simplified. For example, I'm following some accounts for Italian that just teach you a word a day. Um, and that's great because it's a very, you know, short post, has a nice word. They maybe explain a little bit in the comments, but it's not an overwhelming amount of information. And it's made specifically for people at my level. Uh, however, I've seen accounts like that for French and they bore me because I already know those words. So you have to really pick the right materials that's going to fit where you are in that language. So on that spectrum from like very basic teaching, you know, the word hello, um, bread, that kind of stuff, you're going to get the authentic resources. That's what we call them in the teaching world, which means natives making content for other native speakers. So that would be the more, uh, the other extreme, more advanced is you're going to follow people whose native language is, you know, X, and then you're going to be able to just read what they're posting. So that would be more advanced. And there's many, many, many uh, levels in between there, right? So just finding the right resource is going to be super key. And also finding the topics that are going to interest you. For example, I don't have a dog. I don't want to have a dog. So accounts that are going to teach you how to train your dog are not going to be interesting to me because that's not relevant in my life. However, I follow many accounts of parents working on languages and teaching their kids different languages, which is very relevant to me because I have children. So you have to kind of pick and choose what is going to be relevant to you. What are your interests? Are you into gardening, baking, mountain biking? Who knows? Um, so pick the things that are going to be interesting to you because that's what you're going to want to engage in. And that's really the beauty of this is that you have 100% control beauty and also it makes it a little bit harder because you have to do all the work. When we're in school, the teachers will give us the topic and we just kind of follow along. When you're learning on your own, all of the responsibility is on your shoulders, which is a good but also a bad thing because you have to actually do the work of picking that resource or here picking that account to follow, picking that group to join. And depending on the language, there might be many, many groups for, you know, beginner Spanish. So you know, or if it's a, a much smaller language, it might be really hard to find a group. So you might have to do more research, less research, you know, depending on how uh, quickly you're finding materials. So just to give you some concrete examples, like I said with Italian, um, I'm following basic accounts that are teaching words, but there's also some accounts that I've found where the person, you know, writes a little bit in Italian in their, in their comments and they're not saying too, too much. So it's not an overwhelming amount that I can follow. So you really, you can look at how they're posting, what they're posting and kind of get an idea and a feel for, is this at your level or not? So one last note before we end about how to find the right people is that I've seen many, many Instagrammers who will post the same thing in multiple languages. And that is a really amazing tool for you as a learner, because you can read it in your target language and then scroll down and check if you understood in your, you know, the other language that hopefully you understand. So if you're able to find someone like that who's posting in multiple languages, that's a really great resource as well. 
Facebook. You can find groups for learners. You can find groups for just people interested in that culture, interested in that language in general. You can find groups for people interested in language in general. You can find groups for polyglots. You can find groups for speakers of a language. There's also a number of groups that will start WhatsApp chats. So you can get a lot of exposure that way by joining one of those groups. So the possibilities are endless. You just kind of have to go out and search and find. And also the more you're searching, the more things you're going to see connected and they might suggest other things to you because of the algorithm. So, you know, let that work in your favor because if you're looking at a bunch of stuff for, let's say, Greek, the algorithm is going to start suggesting more of those sites, the similar sites for you. So in a way, that's good, right? Okay, so step one, find your people. Step two is listen. So I went with listen first just because that's usually the easiest skill to start with. So many people, at least on Instagram, they post videos of themselves speaking. They have themselves speaking in their stories. There's even Instagram lives now, which are really great to watch because you can see one person speaking, two people having an interactive conversation. And I've even seen you can now invite more than one guest. So you can have three people, four people. So there's many ways to do listening practice on these social media accounts. And of course, um, on the other ones, you know, TikTok is all video. Uh, Snapchat is a lot of video as well. And Facebook, people can post videos as well. So there's a lot of content that you can get and get a lot of listening practice. So I would say start with listening practice first. And even with those basic accounts, like I was talking about, um, the accounts that are made for students by teachers or natives or whoever, uh, even the basic post that just has like the word dog in Italian, try and find the one that has someone pronouncing it so that they'll tell you il cane and that'll help you be like, oh, okay, now I can hear the sound. Um, it just helps your understanding, your memorization. It's going to help you learn the language faster if, versus just reading it. So you can even find posts that have audio. So step two was doing lots of listening. Step three is to read posts really carefully. So there's many people who write a lot of comments uh, and when they write their posts. And that can be a really great way to get reading practice. I know I follow many accounts from Polish people because it really helps me to practice reading, to engage, and to learn the vocabulary that's associated with motherhood and bilingualism and raising kids and all that that's you know part of my everyday life that I want to get better at. So um, following those kind of people has helped me a lot with my Polish. Uh, and I, I do have to make it a point to actually read the comments, right? How many of us are just kind of scrolling and we're like, oh, that's a pretty picture. Okay. Okay. Like, like move down. Um, so yeah, this is a little bit harder. I'm talking to myself here. Stop, actually read the comment and see if you can understand it. You might have to completely stop, look up a word. So if you really want to learn, you might have to take a minute and engage deeper in the context. Quick little correction. I meant to say caption, not comments. However, the comments are also important, but the original text that the author of the post has written under their picture is called the caption. So I apologize for that. So I'm not saying that you have to do that for every single post. You're going to spend your entire day on, on Instagram trying to understand every post. But maybe if there's one that really speaks to you and you're just missing a word or two, it might be worth it. 
So I want to just counter some ideas that people might say that, you know, this doesn't count as reading practice. I think that's total bull. I think that anytime you're reading anything, that counts as reading practice. So it doesn't have to be this formal edited book or magazine or newspaper to count as reading practice. So I just want to say that quickly. If you're already spending time on Instagram, I would say go for it or Facebook or whatever. Go for it and spend time reading on there. That does count. And also think of it as giving yourself a lot of informal input the way people would just normally speak now versus how they write literature. It's very different. So this is more colloquial. This is more familiar. All right. So we've already said step one was find your people. Step two was listen. Step three was read the comments. And also if people are writing other comments, make sure to read those as well to kind of engage in the conversation and see how people reply to one another. That can be also very helpful. Step four is to write back, to join in the conversation. So if you are now able and you want to type something back, go for it. It doesn't have to be long. A lot of comments on these on these social media platforms are very short. They, you know, you just say, great post, great idea, I liked that, um, beautiful picture. They don't have to be these long, complicated sentences. You can just, you know, start off easy and say something short, but you're engaging in your target language. So of course, as your skills get more advanced, you can write more complicated things back and engage in deeper conversation with people. But don't be afraid to start writing in your target language. I think it's never too early. You can always look up words like cool, awesome, beautiful. And if you're worried about posting publicly like that, you can also send the person a direct message or a private message. That way it's more personal. They're not going to you know, you're not going to send it out to everybody to be critiqued and other things if you're worried about that. Another way to practice writing in your target language is to make your own post and write a comment in the target language in your post. So you can do like those people I mentioned earlier, have it in your target language plus your native tongue. Uh, you can just post in your target language. You can even make part of your image when you're editing. You can add the target language up there. So there's many ways to practice writing in your target language for social media. Okay, so you may be thinking, which skill have we not touched on yet? We have meet people, listen, read, write, and the last one is speak. So this one can be a little bit scary, I know, uh, but if you can record yourself speaking, join a chat, join one of those Zoom meetings where they practice, do something where you're actually speaking and engaging with the language. So you can even make a video and never post it. But I think it's really great practice to make a video and then listen to yourself speaking that language. I know I personally need to do that with Italian just to see uh, how it's going and how my pronunciation kind of sounds versus another native speaker. You can also record an audio DM to somebody. So an audio direct message, which is something I always forget that I can do, but it is so much easier. And I've been talking with Mackenzie from ABC's of Matrescence, uh, another podcast on motherhood. And she and I will send each other audio DMs in French. And it's so much faster. Like, why am I typing to her when I could just send this audio DM? So that's a great way to practice speaking. And it's just with one person. Um, so, you know, it's not as scary as posting an entire video of yourself speaking your target language, for example. So like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of groups that will meet in Zoom rooms to practice. They will meet maybe on WhatsApp to practice. I'm not really sure. 
but there's many ways that you can get more speaking practice if you search those out. And like I said, they don't have to be public, even just for yourself. Make a little selfie video and just watch it to try and improve for yourself. And one last thing that you can get from social media accounts is cultural knowledge. So I didn't put this as a step of something to do, but you might want to look out for accounts that teach a lot of cultural knowledge, even if it's using your native language or a language that you already speak and not the target language. So I have an example for you, which is in Korean. And there's an account by Yunsam, and it's Yunsam underscore KR. And he posts a lot of material that's mostly in English, but it's about Korean culture. And I really like his style because he will insert Korean words into the text, like in parentheses, so you can learn isolated words, but in a larger context, and you're getting a lot of cultural knowledge through his posts. So that's just one example. So I would just want to put that out there that there are many accounts that might not be fully in the target language that can teach you a lot and give you a lot of knowledge. So definitely look out for those and don't shy away from them. So that's all I'm going to say today about social media, but I really hope that this idea, you um, think about it this week, look at your social media a little bit differently this week and think about how you can engage more in your target language by using your listening skills, your reading skills, your writing skills, and your speaking skills to make it, I don't want to make it work because obviously, like I said, some people will take social media as their relaxation, as their kind of calm down time. Um, especially if you are working full time, if you are home with kids all the time and now you have a break for five minutes, if you are in school full time, you might just want to use your social media as a break. So one thing you might want to do is make a separate account that can be for your languages. So that way your personal account still stays separate with all of your friends and your family and whoever else is on there. But you can make a second account that has just all your language interest stuff. So I personally did that just because I made a separate account for the podcast, which has just become my place to, to do all the language things. And I've kept my personal account, my friends and my family and things like that. So just an idea. It's really easy to toggle between multiple accounts on Instagram. Uh, I can't speak to any other social media for that. But if you have any questions, you guys can always send me a DM on Instagram. I met the future is bilingual. You can also write me an email at tfibpodcast at gmail.com. I will put those in the show notes because I know I speak fast. So I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that you guys can take something from it. And I hope to see you guys on Instagram where I like to hang out. Thank you guys so much for being here with me week in and week out, whether it's the first time you're tuning in or you've been listening since the beginning. I really appreciate it. Merci beaucoup. Muchas gracias. Grazie mille. Dziękuję bardzo. Kamsamnida. And please don't forget to share on your social media. I would really appreciate that. And if you do use Instagram, please tag me at the future is bilingual so I can see your post and send you some love. I would really appreciate that. Another way you can support this podcast is to leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And I've put a link in the link tree in my Instagram bio. And there's also a link on my webpage. So please consider doing that if you enjoy the podcast. And I wish you guys all the best this week. And we'll be back soon with another interview and another multilingual motivation episode. Take care, everyone. <laughs>